0: Hey, everybody, I'm Chad Eckert, and that's Joe Idoni over there. And this is the Preferred Lines podcast, broadcasting live each and every Monday evening. Follow us on Twitter at Preferred Lines. Join us in the conversation and also the correcting of the beers. Every Monday, it's fun. Cheers, Joe. It's a major.
1: Major week, baby. Uh, Kiowa, I've been looking forward to this for a long time. Um, one of my favorite areas, venues. Should be very fun. I'm excited about well, it. And yeah, let's, let's talk get to about it. that quick,
0: Joe. You had been there with your family. Tell us about that.
1: Well, it's just like a popular little spot that we like to go to. We, we Just not necessarily Kiowa, but that area, Charleston area. Uh, we went there in December, brought the whole family down. Mm-hmm. Um rented a big house there. My wife went there before then. So it's just, it's like that perfect distance right now with two kids where you don't have to worry about the plane and the checking the luggage and the stroller and the car seat. You just kind of hop in the car in the morning and go, uh, it's a nice little reprieve from South Florida, very different lifestyle up there. We love it.
0: So you broke down the course on your blog. You're a blogger now. (laughs) Yeah.
1: First ever time I've uh, written an article. Um, Yeah, went for a little shock factor there, dropping an F-bomb and word number two of the entire piece. (laughs) So, hope you guys enjoy that. Um, Just, I I started out... Where do we find this? Tell us
0: how to find this.
1: So, just go to my Twitter page, um, and it's probably like the second or third tweet down. I did a little course preview, um, a little event preview, gave a couple of pics away. Uh, I saved some more for the show, obviously. But yeah, um, started out as just kind of my own notes. And I'm like, you know what? Let me just kind of put this into written form and see if anybody likes it.
0: Cool. I liked it. I read it. It was cool. Um, I'm excited to talk to you about the names that you put on that list of names. Uh, But before we get to those names, let's talk about our friends at the jock market. That's a website. Well, it's an app that you can use and you can make money buying the shares of an athlete. It's kind of fun. It's like. Uh, you know, we're out there buying Dogecoin. We're out there buying Top Shots. You could buy athletes. You could buy actual athletes and you're given money on their performance.
1: Yeah. So, so um, you might be out there spending a thousand bucks on a box of upper deck artifacts. <laughs> When you could just be dumping it into the jack market, right? So, last week, I had a good week, my man. Did you see me in the leaderboard? I I I did. I finished sixth on the leaderboard. Sammy Burns. All all due to slamming Sammy Burns. Um, 28 shares of Sam Burns. I paid $7.60 for. They each paid out $20 a share. So, had a handsome little return on Sammy Burns. A couple other guys. Bramlett, I had some shares of. Lebiota, Leishman. So, it was a good week for me, a ton of fun weeks like that. was able to build a little bankroll so I can dump it all back into the market this week for the PGA Championship.
0: Absolutely. It's fun, and it's something we do each Wednesday evening. That's how it works, okay? So you can buy the golfers up till a certain point in time at, as an IPO. So on Wednesday at about 8 Eastern, you start bidding on these guys, okay? And then as this IPO closes at 9 Eastern... Then you are done. You have your allocated shares. And after that, then you trade with everybody that's on that app. So it's fun. And before the IPO closes, you can break it down with Joe and Rick Run Good on the Rick Run Good YouTube channel. That's every week, every Wednesday, the power hour. Hell yeah. So go do that Wednesday afternoon. Now, Joe, let's. Get right into the betting board for this major. This is going to be the greatest I effort. Let's go. Let's check it out. And at the tippity, tip top, it's Rory McIlroy.
1: <laughs> good one. Good so one. Did you practice that one before McElroy. we went live in the mirror? <laughs>
0: yeah, I've been working on it. Hey, That'll I did a first it. look pod last night, and I was able to roar it up. So, yeah, Rory McElroy, he's a good man, and he's at an 11-1. to 1 and He just won coming off of a win. Can a guy go back-to-back into the second time as a major? We know joe that you've been hammering it on my bookie you know you want it 18 to 1 we both have been hammering it it was a joke it was already still there at this morning for god's sakes
1: it's crazy. i know and i'm a little bit worried about it because i may be shut down uh over there but we'll see how that works out um they just reached out to me so hopefully we'll get that cleared up but yeah they left the 18 to 1 just hanging asleep at the wheel for way too long And I bet it five total times. So I hope those are able to still be live, even though the number does not no longer exist. And he is now at the top of your betting boards as the favorite into this event, which coming off of a victory, coming off of the uh, defending champion pseudo, I guess, at Keough Island. Last time was here. He won uh, by like eight. So, yeah, he should be the favorite. So 18-1 to 1 felt like a great number. Uh, it's sure not to hit because anytime I do a future and get a great number like that, it never comes through. But should be the favorite uh, and should be a force this week, Mr. McElroy.
0: Now, Joe, if you opened it up today and you had to start over because my bookie ruined all your previous bets, are you going to do a living? Or are we going to go a little bit into this range where you have a bunch of names here? Uh, Rory and a half, 11 and a half, 11, 12, wherever you are. Uh, Roms there at 14 and a half. JT, Spieth, something like 15. Bryson, 16 and a half. Xander's here at 17. And then you've got DJ, under 20 to 1. So um, what sticks out to you in this list of
1: names? A couple of things. I'll start with this. What the hell are they doing with Dustin Johnson way down there? Um, mm-hmm. I don't have plus eighteen fifty, but Jesus, I would have to really consider that uh, if I did see that in front of me. Shocking for me to see him. Um, mm-hmm. Another thing that sticks out is what are they doing? This, what did Xander do to deserve this? Like, this is not fair to Xander by any means. <laughs> I just, saw your you tweet. Can't, you can't just blanket make him sixteen or seventy to one. Like nobody can. How is he supposed to get fans? Like, only that. our boy Nichols can really, like, root for the guy. I love Xander, but you can't bet him. And, like, that's how we get attached to these guys. That's how I'm attached to Sam Burns now. That's how I fell in love with Brooks is, like, you know, I'm you wolf. like the way they play, yeah. but you make a little bit of money on him along the way. And, like, you can't um, – he should be great. Like, I, this is not meant to disparage Xander at all, but, like, you cannot price him below Dustin Johnson <laughs> and right there with these other guys who are the top – four or five players in a tier of their own in the world. You can't. No,
0: I kind of agree. I I didn't. uh, I mean, I'm okay. If you wanted to like think this is time for Xander and he's due or whatever, I could see that. And we know he's a major performer. He's pretty much always up there in a lot of these majors. So I could see why maybe the public, who doesn't look at the regular tournament in and out and maybe doesn't understand that this guy doesn't actually close the deal. Uh, They just think, okay, seven and a half, 17 and a half for someone that's always up there. He's due to get one of those due to grab a trophy. So there he is. But when you get 16 and a half for Bryson who won the U S open, who's a winner already this year, do you have Bryson in your mind? Because didn't we like Bryson the last couple of weeks? Why don't we like him here on a 7,800 yard course?
1: Bryson, come on, right? Okay, I kind of do like Bryson, but back to Xander for a minute. Like, okay, so you made a great point. Like, he should be due to breakthrough. He's in that echelon. We're just waiting for that first major, but you don't price these guys here. Like you price him like when we saw Colin Moore break through at 30 to one, you, you price him where we saw Brooks initially break through at like 30, like that's the number 25 to 35 to one, where you price guys like this. It's a shame that they keep doing this to this guy. He does not deserve it. Uh, he really like, you know, tries not to draw too much attention to himself. And I like that about Xander, but it's crazy that the books have this much respect to him back to Bryson for a minute. Um, I think he's going to be very popular. People are going to look at the total yardage and they're going to say Bryson, right? Uh, I just don't know. There's a couple of things. The fairways are relatively narrow uh, and you start to get offline here and you can really get yourself into trouble. And a lot of the times I mentioned, it's the luck of the draw because you can be fine in the waste bunker area, which they're treating everything as through the green this week, which is kind of interesting. So you can ground your club, you can move rocks. You can take practice swings. It's going to be weird seeing sand. Patrick Reed is
0: going to love it. Let's go.
1: (laughs) But um, so anyways, you can get a fine lie like that, or you can get these squirrely little knobs of of gnarly grass and dunes that are kind of built in around here. And that's just where I worry about him a little bit getting offline. I don't think Mm. that he can just bomb and hope that it's in the rough, a la Wingfoot. There's a lot more trouble out there lurking. And two – The wind, right? The wind is one of those things that for someone who computes every little piece of the golf swing and the golf shot in terms of, you know, I hit that 118 ball speed with 6,700 RPM spin, you know, that should go exactly 186. When you get a 25-mile-an-hour gust that switches from left to right on you, that can really frustrate a player like Bryson. Uh, Could he go out and win? Of course. It wouldn't surprise me one bit, but I would lean towards some of the other guys at the top Are we going to do it? Are we both on him? Dude, I mean,
0: like my house, I'm trying to not reveal the house bet, but at the same time, I do want to reveal.
1: It's Jordan Spieth.
0: Oh my God, let's go. Putting the house on Jordan Spieth. I'm sorry. If you're here watching, you're going to be ruined on Wednesday. When I do my house tweet, I do it every week. I put a house on somebody. I put a house, but Joe This week, I'm straight up putting a plantation size home on this man. It is not your $15 fake house bet. This is not a happy meal. Everybody, this is a steak and potato. Let's go. I've got a real bet on this Jordan Spieth guy because, hello, why? You know, why not is the answer. Uh, My gut is telling me it is time for him to complete this Grand Slam.
1: And you're feeling it too? I'm definitely feeling it. Look, pretty much every metric that you run – in terms of consistency throughout all parts of the game, mm-hmm. I could never imagine saying this six months ago. But Jordan Spieth is head and shoulders above the rest of the top of the field right now. Ball striking, approach, scrambling off the tee, like driving accuracy to some degree. Uh, and, and we obviously know about the putting. He's some people. I think don't you know they don't consider Jordan a bomber, and they may write him off this week because of that. But he has played some. Giant ballparks, like long ass courses, whistling straights. He finished second um, PGA championship at Beth page, which I believe was the longest at the time he finished third. And this was when he was playing like shit. Uh, Chambers Bay was, was ridiculously long. Also past Palom greens along the ocean. He won that event. Um, Royal Berkdale I believe which was the open championship that he won wasn't this long on yardage wise but it played really long like if you remember that event there was a lot of driver four irons into those par 5s the way the wind played right off the ocean also past Palm Greens uh look everything i think sets up great for Jordan this is the this will complete the major grand slam this week for him if you want another narrative to go along with it i haven't bet him this year uh, in hmm. 2021 what better time than now let's go
0: so then did you take a 15 or what where's wh- i mean at one point do you have a half. A- 15 and okay. a half
1: it was weird but yeah 50 plus 15 yeah that's what I got so i'm into cool. it Cool. nice.
0: Oh, my gosh, it feels crazy to be on Rory and Spieth at the top of the range. Joe, did you fade anyone up here? Because talk, we talked about everybody as if they're a good bet. I, I mean, except for Xander, maybe. Did we fade anybody? I mean, you're fading
1: Rom then? I don't even really want to – like, I don't want to say I'm fading someone. I'm just We're not dating. betting them. I don't think that they're necessarily going to play like shit. Like, I don't, I, even I don't think Xander – like, Xander's probably going to finish, like, seventh this week and be great. Um, I'm not fading him. The one, the player that gives me the most pause for concern right now is Rob. Just hasn't put it together since having the kid. Um, he mentioned last week something about still figuring out the Callaway clubs, which he should have that totally dialed in by now. Uh, just mm-hmm. seems in, a, in the roughest spot mentally of these top guys. And then there's concerns about DJ, of course, mm-hmm. with the withdrawal, and we haven't seen him play well but I think that's kind of baked into the price. And if that creeps up toward 18, um, I don't know. Like I may dive back in. at the top of the board. Nice. Dude. We have to remind the audience. Now it's been
0: a full calendar year of doing this podcast together. And Joe, we've had success coming together on a bet, which we don't talk ahead of time. Like I've got my own opinions and my, and you should too, you at home. And, uh, that's what we do. We bring our own opinion because it's gambling. So yeah. do what you want kind of thing. Um, at the same time, we, we sometimes all land on the same name and it has been successful and it's been fun. Very. Maybe we're, maybe we're in for a major win with our guy, Spieth or Rory. So there we go. So maybe if you want to tell us at home, tail us with those names and are you going to use Hovland? Because Hey, Joe, you're an advocate of betting a future bet in advance. Mm -hmm. And I tend to do this around Christmas time. I get a little antsy. I get a little excited. Everybody's excited for the season to start. And I grabbed a Victor Hovland bet for this event at 50 to one. And he's going (laughs) off at 20. So thank you. I have a 50. I have a $10 bet on Hovland at 50 to one in your face to everybody else. I love to
1: hear that, man. I just, I love the futures. You know, I do. Um, I've got a couple of nice ones this week that were more recent futures, but that's awesome. Two and a half yeah, that feels good. on the current closing line value, which is, you know, that's almost as good as hitting a winner, right? Because yeah, you I know, feel I love it. like you're you feel like the uh, the advantage now sits in your lap, and the books are just praying that, that you don't nail them with that $500 ticket, so good shit. Oh, I was
0: listening to some stuff today, Joe, and the guys are talking about how I'm, like, excited about this Hovland at 25 or 30 to 1, and I'm like, ha, ha, ha. oh, you would be excited about that, but would you be excited about 50? You probably would. Now, so are you excited, though, about 20 for Hovland?
1: No, nope, not for me. Um, I'd much rather bet – dj there or even uh morikawa than i would hovlin this week okay Um, well
0: then let's venture into the 30s where you find daniel berger a guy that uh, flamed the leaderboard last week you got colin morikawa the defending champion you got hadeki matsuyama the defending masters guy patrick reed here a b pr maybe and scotty scheffler also in the 30 to range 35 to 1 How are we feeling about these names? Because I know Daniel Berger is somebody that if you want to ride hot form, he's hot.
1: Okay. So how am I feeling about (laughs) these guys? Um, I'm kind of willing, like the only one that I really have a ton of interest in is Reed. The only thing that's concerning me about Reed is the last time I saw him out was, was it Wells Fargo? Yeah. So, I was pretty confident that he was going to play well there. And he didn't, he, it's not like he played poorly, but they mentioned something to him and he was hitting like a lot of drives really low and they were borderline like miss hits. I think Trevor Immelman on the telecast mentioned that he thought he may have like cracked his driver. Like that's how poorly they were. They were like 240 yard little low hooks. Um, and Reed mentioned something that he's really working on changing his swing which kind of worries me a little bit so anytime we saw him go through the big swing change before with lead better that took him a while to really hone it in and get that under control Uh, working on something different with the driver i don't think this is the course to go to Uh, especially when you don't hit it long you've at least got to be accurate and if he's got that thing going left it's going to be big problems for him this week that said world-class scrambling greatest hands on tour, can get a hot putter with the best of them, so why not? Uh 35 to 1, he would be my play in this range had I made one.
0: Okay. Um now let's see who else can we talk about in this range. I mean I did take I took a bite of the burger while he was
1: trending up the board. I saw it, it was like a 40 or something. So I ate it. All right. I mean, Patrick, w- what do we do with Patrick Cantley, right? Like, talk about. Oh, my gosh. Cantley's at 45, right? On this book? Yeah, I mean, there's 40, insane the numbers one.
0: out there for Patrick Cantley, but he's kind of broken. Now, he will come in and be a robot and be the normal killer that he is. Maybe, will he, though? Or, right? I don't know. And then. I know. Oh, Got it. So, do you take that risk or do you go with. I mean, this whole range kind of is a risk with Finau there. You got Simpson, you got Camp Smith, so uh, up and downs. We yeah, got, we got some hilarious. chatters in the chat that think that he'll be fine.
1: This feels like the range that is a little bit forgotten about in terms of maybe a public sentiment right now, but this is a, a very popular range for the PGA Championship. This is where we've seen a lot of winners at this event come from. This is where we saw Colin cower breakthrough through when – when his form wasn't the best leading in, but he had some good narratives for him, right? Going home, uh, you know, going to a course that he had played before, you know, so maybe this is a week like we can see a Cantlay or a Finau or a Scheffler or a Webb, like one of these guys who, you know, Webb in particular, like I think has a lot of good narratives that line up correctly for him in terms of his around the green game, being in South Carolina, comps to the heritage pete die all this kind of stuff really works for Webb. Is he been a little bit forgotten about i would argue that the number says absolutely um but that doesn't necessarily mean i'm gonna bet him
0: well the, what the problem is is that i did bet him in december
1: actually at what like 28 to 1
0: 33 so i thought that was gonna be a good deal come this time of year so there are a couple of them that i didn't do the right thing on like yes I got a Morikawa for, or a uh, Hovland for 50 when he's off 20 but I also got a 33 on web so that's bullshit but at the same time okay well if you bet on Brooks Kepka a couple months ago you probably got a worse number than 50 to what for shit oh my god and spoiler alert uh you're on him right
1: yeah I thought I don't know where I, I thought I had a hammer laying around here because I'm still doing some woodwork I was gonna get the Brooks hammer is coming out I'm in the garage
0: 50 Probably to one.
1: Three. Yeah, you got to have one around. Um, listen, Buck, the injury I think I mentioned last week. Uh, at the end of the putting stack, boom, there. I, I think I got the same one. Nice. <laughs> uh, so we're bringing that out for Brooks this week. Look, if he m- misses the cut and sucks, so what? He's 50 to one, and he's Brooks, and we all know that he can win. Yeah, he's 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 three months. Like it it felt like in to me, we had the unknown, which is the injury, right? But before that, going into waste management, his game was in a worse spot by far, and we were getting like thirty to ones at the waste management, and that's where he won. And that was just three months ago. Like, do do I know what's going on with the knee? No, nobody does. But it's built into the price. Otherwise, he'd be fifteen to one. So, if you can get 45, 50 – I've seen some 55s out there. Go to town, man. Have a week, Brooks. I'm in. Yeah, that's what I did. I mean, he's the major
0: killer. Like, you know – We've been doing this long enough. I've been doing this long enough that I've been doing it before Brooks was a major killer. And then I was like reluctant to believe that he's a major killer. And I was reluctant to believe he has a different mental makeup. But he fucking does, dude. He does not approach this th- stuff the same way mentally as everyone else. There is something different about Brooks Kepka. And if he can go off at 45 to 1, the books are stupid. That is really stupid. Not only because he may not win, okay, sure, but when it comes down to Sunday afternoon and you have a 50 to 1 ticket and you put 20 bucks on, you can use that potential money to put it on the guy that's
1: next to him and uh, the leaderboard or whatever. So, again, see, I think that plays in with some guys. Like, if he's in there on Sunday, that's a guy I'm not hedging a bit on. Like, I'm confident he's going to pull through. Like, here's the thing with Brooks, and I said this at Augusta. The front nine on Thursday is going to be very, very important for him, more than I think any other player. Like okay. he just barely treaded water at Augusta, and it was almost like he, he played pretty well in the front nine, but he wasn't. He had 10, 12, 15 feet for Birdie, and none of them dropped. And he made the turn at even par. And then things, you know, started going downhill. And he just he fell behind. And that's when, when you're dealing with a nagging injury.
0: Uh Uh-oh, Brian's bringing it up because I was about to. He like, you know, oh, DJ only's got one major. I got, I'm okay. I'm cool going into last year's final round of
1: PGA where Morikawa snuck up and won. I don't think he blew it. I mean, you can't say he blew it. Like if he, it's golf. Like guys didn't come out and win. Like I don't think that he, he didn't play well. But if he was a guy, if he was now, or if he was Xander or a guy that continuously blows leads and I'm saying, yeah, there's something to it. I just think he didn't play well. He was also injured then too. So we'll see. But the t- two of the biggest cops that I put on this place are Beth page. And then the other one that I heard Pat Mayo bring up that I thought was really good was Aaron Hills, mm-hmm. like Aaron Hills. They thought, let's just make it a million yards and the bombers are going to, you know, go out here. And Brooks ended up destroying the place. So. Yeah, we'll see. Fifty to one, I, I, I'll gamble that any day of the week in a major with Brooks.
0: Exactly the same.
1: So I put. it –
0: I mean, we're we might have this a similar card this week. This is kind of fun. Now I do have a bet on Abraham Answer because I I think he's kind of due to play well. He's played well coming in. He has the most strokes gained over his last six measured events according to FantasyNational.com. Do you have any interest in Answer or is this now the Hideki range at the Masters? Where, yes. Okay. Oh, hey, this guy won the PGA championship off at 55 to 1. And then you're like, oh, yeah. Well, that kind of makes sense because you got Casey, Hatton, Louis, Zalatoris, and these names here. What are you doing with this range? Are we going to Zalatoris? I want to.
1: No, didn't go to Zalatoris. I took a couple of um, just slightly lower down the board. Uh, I went with two English lads in Terrell Hatton and Matt Fitzpatrick. So my, my local guy, I don't know what they are in here, but he gave me some pretty good numbers on them. So Hatton is 67 to one and Fitz is 68 to one. Okay. I took both of them. I think that one of them is gonna be in the mix from what I saw of 2012, these European tour type players. Uh, seem to go along pretty well here. I think that Hatton is still a top 10 player in the world, and Fitz is trending in that direction. So if anyone's going to go well up the Euro Tour, English guys, I think that they have as good a chance as anyone. And then at 75-1, to I took Joaquin Neiman. So those were my three guys. It kind of feels like long shot range, but probably just under that, right? No, it kind
0: of is long shot range for a major. Major it is, yeah. Someone to win a major, but I think you can be Will Zalatoris and you can be this year's Morikawa and you can come in at 55 to one and you can win and it's not going to shock anybody really. Now, Morikawa did have the win at that thing and we know he had a little more establishment prior to winning last year's PGA Morikawa was a little more of a household name maybe but at the same time you got Will Zalatoris finishing runner up the Masters you got Will Zalatoris basically top 10 every time he comes out 55 to 1 seems kind of like scary to do but at the same time I feel like there's value there this is feels like a Morikawa where he does have irons that can get extremely hot fire and he can hit now, last week, he did not bring the putter, so maybe he's working on the putter. He's got his irons dialed in, and this all comes together this week. We know he doesn't give a shit about pressure. We saw him at the Masters. Will Zalatoris. I'm in on that.
1: Okay. I'm not going to disparage that pick one bit. I think he's a great player. I, for one, have the first two times I've ever bet Will Zalatoris. I think, were the last two weeks, and – uh, was a little disappointed in the finish. Missed the cut at the Wells, and then last week he kind of grinded through there but didn't play mm-hmm. great. Um, that said, it seems like a good spot uh, to use him. Probably at, at low ownership, I would assume, based on the last couple of weeks, maybe a good one-and-done pick if you need a long shot and need to make up some room. I, I, you're right. Everything that he does well should suit him perfectly for, for the ocean course.
0: And we know he, he'll play the course the way it needs to be played, and that's you what know. we want. That's important. Now, do you have any interest in the range of veterans? You've got Keegan, which I know uh, from your write up that you're interested in. But you have also Leishman, Bubba, Fleetwood. You got other names that are like Rose and Woodlander in this kind
1: of next set of names. What about the veterans? So There are some veterans that I have interest in. Um, I have 101 on Keegan Bradley coming in. Um, I wrote him up in the article if you want to check that out. But his off the tee game and his around the green game, he rated out top five in the field for me in both. He's put together a string of good finishes, even though that he did not get it done uh, when he lost to Sam Burns a couple of weeks ago. That's okay. Third here in 2012. Also the big thing for Keegan is his sort of kryptonite. And the one thing that's always held him back is the putter five of the last six events. He's gained putting and he lost 23 of the 25 events before that. So it's, he's always been a terrible putter. Something has changed these last six events where he's become good. I think these green surfaces, which are all relatively flat, like the, the idea of this course is the length and the wind and the ocean. It's, 100% 100% a T to green course. Like the greens, there's not much to them at all. They're, they're relatively even size. There's not much undulations. They're not going to be lightning quick. It's all about getting there in two, right? It's about hitting the fairway. Greens and regulation are going to be key. The ability to get it up and down. So, yeah, I took Keegan 100 to one and then a couple of guys. You mentioned Woodland. Did you mention Woodland? Well, he's like at 100, I think. Yeah, I have an old uh, future on Woodland at 175 to one. Yeah. So nice. I like that.
0: Now, all right, should we, all right, let me just ask you, give me quick answers on these things. Like, Justin Rose, can we trust him? No,
1: don't trust Rose.
0: What about then Jason Day? Is this the guy to go to?
1: No, man. I, I tried it a couple of times, <laughs> and he's so bad right now I can't go back. I'd much rather go right below him to Sergio.
0: Okay, so you'd take Sergio over Rose or Day. What about Charles, though? Charles playing great, coming in. Do you want any Charles Schwartzel?
1: It's a very good call. I think that there's other guys at 110, like Scott and Sergio, that I would rather have. But I think that Charles – it, it, this should have been something. Um, you could have kind of not, that you could have seen it coming, but you could have gotten probably like a 300 to one on Charles <laughs> like three weeks ago. So, um, it's he's really- not winning a major with that weird ass putter. their thing is nuts. I thing is nuts.
0: Um, Lee Westwood, can we get his first? Ma- can he get a major? Come on, please. I don't think it's
1: here. What about Stewart Sink? Are we ready to go with Bomber Sink? (laughs) You make a good point there. Top 30 in driving distance (laughs) on the PGA Tour at age 47, which is unbelievable to think about. I think he hits it like 306 off the tee, which is wild uh, for a 47-year-old man. Uh, Just one in South Carolina, right? Uh, So, yeah, I'm not going to say you can't bet Sink. I see 150 to 1 if you want that.
0: What about Charlie Hoffman? His iron play and his recent form is pretty hot and he's 140 to 1 Charlie Hoffman?
1: Yeah, you're right. He I you know, I may be sleeping a little bit on Hoffman. You're right. His iron play has been very solid, which I think the ball striking is going to be the key stat uh in play this week as it is almost every week on the PGA Tour. So, um yeah, I get behind Hoffman before I go to I go to Hago or I go to Molinari. You know, Max Homa is interesting there at one sixty to one. I think that's a pretty big number. It seems like on Homa,
0: do you know Homa has bones on his bag? I heard that,
1: but is that all week? I don't know. I thought Probably. maybe that was just like practice round type deal.
0: No idea doesn't matter with Homa. He's fine. He's good. And I think he likes his regular caddy, so I don't know what he's doing. But anyway. Um, oh, his is playing Rick-
1: it. His caddy's a good player. He's playing in – my buddy's actually playing in it too. It's the amateur four ball um, cool. at Chambers Bay this week. So his caddy okay. is in that event, which is cool. You have to qualify for it. It's like the amateur four ball championship. So it's a fun event. But okay, I well, now he'll be back for
0: Kiowa. The- I got to yeah. ask you about Ricky Fowler at one seventy-five to one. Is this major season? Ricky Fowler time
1: cancel 2012. We're canceling Ricky Fowler.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's bad. He's done.
1: Just uh, over Can you get him. a
0: win? Can you get a major Matt Kucher, before Ricky Fowler?
1: Oh, uh, wow. Kucher is interesting. Um, trending in a much better direction than Fowler had a good finish last week. Uh, As well. And coming off a finish before that, I believe Valero played pretty well at the match play. I would much rather lean Kuchar. I don't know that he has, like, even though I said, it's not going to play as a a total bomber's course. Like I think a lot of people may believe it's a lot of these par threes and stuff like that. Like there's going to be a big advantage to the guys that can hit four iron versus the guys that are going to be taking three wood in. So that's where I worry about Kuchar a little bit.
0: Okay. I want to talk to you about, we didn't really talk about him. Our guy, Sam Burns. I know. Do we do that? Where is he? I
1: mean, I'm he's growing on. This, team uh, Burns.
0: He's at 60 to one. That's kind of
1: aggressive. It's better than the number that I'm looking at right now, which is 50. Um, yeah. I don't think he's ready. I, 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 I don't want to say that. I do think he's ready for this stage. I am not ready to bet him at that number. I, I, and almost wish he wouldn't have played so well last week, and we may have gotten a seventy-five or eighty. You mentioned another guy that interests me a lot this week, and it's it's Leishman earlier. What number do you have Leishman at there? Sixty. Won the Zurich, top five at the Masters right before oh, that, 70. and like finished in the top twenty last week. Uh, he mentioned, I think in an interview last week, that he thinks Keio Island uh sets up perfectly for him and maybe one of his better chances to win a uh Skylar sent me that maybe hmm. one of his better chances to win a major championship so he really fancies his opportunity this week I think 70 to one is a very fair number on a leashman that's that's in great form.
0: All right. Um
1: gosh. What about
0: Sung J M? Why is he 90 to one?
1: He's just not scoring well, you know, you look at stat models and he seems to pop, but he never seems to pop on the leaderboard, which is all that inevitably matters. So yeah, I I feel like he's kind of searching a little bit right now.
0: All right. Well, should we talk about the long, long shots since we kind of covered everyone that's viable to actually bet to win the golf tournament potentially? Yeah, I don't have
1: anyone super long. The other guy we didn't talk about is I do have a 125 on Matt Wallace that's a couple of weeks oh, old. Sure. Um, you know, going still well, He's going shot up the board too. European tour narrative. Yeah, I still see him at 100 here on Bovada. Yeah, He's 85 on this book. Okay, so, yeah, so, you, you, you know, big week to shop things around, but I don't have anyone to answer your question, like, in the 200, 300, 400 range. I think he just kind of crossed those guys off this week and and move on. Now, Bobby McIntyre
0: is 175-1, and he's a bomber sometimes. Can he beast mm-hmm. on these par fives or not?
1: Maybe. Should be a good setup for him. Victor Perez, Thomas Peters is there. You know, these are Chandler. guys that – Champ, yeah, here, guys that can hit it a long way. For Tellys, picked up a ton of distance. He's four hundred to one. So I just, I've, I've kind of feel like I've made my card of long shots in old futures and those three guys over hundred to one, and I feel like that's all I'm going to take.
0: I can't talk you into Cameron Davis.
1: No, no, you can't. Not in what about this field? Phil? He's not, he's not ready to break through without ever really contending and, and win a Wanamaker. Phil Mickelson could win. No, not here. He can. i <laughs> you got think him. he's gonna win, win
0: again on two? I've, I've got him at
1: the Open Championship. Future um, on him. Um. All
0: right. We've kind of covered things. Do you want to? Uh, I mean, we didn't talk about my guy Billy Horschel, so we might as well add that to the conversation because you got to bet Billy Horschel, right?
1: Yeah, let's bet Billy Horschel. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not betting Billy Ho. You can bet Billy Ho all you want. Um, but yeah, I think we've covered just about everyone. Adam Scott's a big number, I'm not gonna bet him, but it seems like a big number for him. Cameron Smith's another guy I think is really set up well here, but just 40 to one. I'd rather, I'd, I'd rather put my money in that range, just all on Brooks and hopes he comes through. Um, any questions from the chat? We can maybe go through or, yeah,
0: this dick comment from a guy named Mike Eckert is this the course from Legend of Beggar Vance?
1: I is that a sarcastic comment from guys. some guy named Mike? Is that your dad? Yeah, it's my dad. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh,
0: uh, no, my dad does love Max Homa, and he said he was 66 for one over the weekend, I guess. Crazy to far back he fell when you lines adjusted. Yeah, I mean, that's what happened. So if you did bet things on Saturday or you bet things this past month, then you looked at it this morning if you weren't looking at my bookie. <laughs> None of these guys of can win. What the hell? Uh, Well, probably not. You should bet the top of the board. Hello.
1: Yeah, bet the top of the board, unless you want to have fun with five bucks or something down here. Um, Yeah, there's a couple of guys we can talk about, but you're right. If we're going to pick a winner, it's coming from – uh, like 60 to one and under Look, it's Pretty coming popular. from the
0: teen range and it's either Rory McIlroy or it's Jordan, Jordan Speed. Speed. at the top of the board. We're going to get a grand slam on a salami from.
1: I Jordan can't believe State. I'm betting Spieth. I, sh- I just have to like, for me mentally it's crazy because this guy was 80 to one and a hundred to one two months ago to win like Pebble beach and shit. Um, but, yeah, we're here. I just have to ignore that the numbers plummeted and it is what it is. And just, look, he's playing the best of anybody at the top of the board. And he's a major championship winner that we've seen do it. So if he's got his confidence and, and he got his swagger back, uh let's go. I'm in. Okay. Joe. Let's give away a couple teas. tees.
0: Do we have some T-shirts to give away for those yeah. in the chat and those around the, the you know, club in the club we have two
1: t-shirts we have a golf gambling club black tee. i should have worn that tonight we have the gray one that chad wore i don't know how you want to how do you want to uh choose who gets a t-shirt i will gladly send them out once you can let me know who won
0: uh why don't we do who has given an itunes review in the last recently I'll, okay. I'll pull that up why don't you do who is has anyone retweeted the pod for tonight and we give one to them and one to them and then maybe someone in the chat we can give one to them Cool. So That's in good. the chat, uh, your favorite PGA championship moment in history, whether that was Y.E. Yang upsetting Tiger Woods or Rich Beam upsetting Tiger Woods. Both things that happened in Minnesota.
1: Oh, Minnesota's Tiger's kryptonite, huh? <laughs> it
0: was sad. I hated it. <laughs>
1: All right, Uh, iTunes.
0: We are on iTunes. It's called Preferred Lines. You can like and subscribe. If you rate and review, it helps boost us to the algorithms. Things under par, under fantasy par. Wrote something more. Most recently, Cross nineteen nineteen wrote us one. Someone wrote us a bad review. Oh, they say I'm bad to listen to. (laughs) (laughs) They say that he's like announcing a WWE event.
1: Oh, Jesus. Maybe
0: you less Red Bull before recording
1: the show. Don't read the reviews, bro. Gotcha.
0: All right. I haven't read that one.
1: All right. Well, gonna gonna the there are
0: plenty of other podcasts where the co-hosts are definitely not drinking coffee. I'll tell you that. Uh, Nagel Bagels wrote us a review. Thank you. Nice, Nagels. Nobody likes me. So pick a winner. I think we go with our guy under Fantasy Par.
1: I don't Love know who it. he is, but if, he, if he's watching... Hit us up. If you're watching, hit us up. DM me your address and size. And if you want gray mm-hmm. or black, I'll send you a shirt. Let me go through the ones who retweeted the show tonight from the Preferred Lines account. Uh Let me see who we got here. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you, okay, pick a number one through eight. Well, uh Four. Four. Travis Funchen is the fourth person who retweeted T underscore Funch. I hope you're here right now, dude. I'm going to send you a t-shirt too. Let me know your size and let me know if you want gray or black. Send me your address. I'll get you a shirt. Brian says he
0: likes JT winning his first.
1: Mike Eckert says Mark Brooks
0: over Kenny Perry at Valahara in
1: 1996. That was his. uh, I was was 11, dad.
0: Got it. Um, We can send one to Brian. He deserves one. He's a fan of the pod. We don't
1: need to send one to my dad. For sure. Brian, he is. A, JT winning his first. That was a good memory. That putt that was hanging on the edge that dropped. Big JT guy. Uh, Mark Brooks, the original Brooks.
0: <laughs> now, what about this putting greens aren't difficult? Does a, that bump Morikawa and JT? Of course.
1: Yeah. I think it does. So, yeah. Um, good point. Yeah. Putting and it bumps aren't
0: your guy
1: it helps Keegan yeah uh, more cow I think is one to definitely look out for he's in that striking range like a cobra when he gets to 35 to one and it's just you don't see it coming and then all of a sudden you're you're dead he's got a trophy that he's almost dropping like he did last year.
0: Okay, uh, so that's about all we got for the PGA Championship. Though it is not over for our content, (laughs) Eric and I, we do a fantasy golf pod on Tuesdays when it's a major or a big event. It's called The Names and the Reasons because that's what we do. We discuss the names and we give you some reasons to click them. And that's DraftKings related. That's tomorrow night, fantasy golf pod. Then, again, go back to Rick Rodgood's YouTube page See Joe there on Wednesday nights for the power hour. That's up leading to the IPO close for the jock market. Sign up for the jock market using the promo code PL10. Probably a better promo code out there. not going to lie. It might be, (laughs) you might log in on Wednesday for the first time and you get a better promo code from Rick and Joe, but at the same time do download the jock market is a fun app. You can Wednesday night, join Joe and do that. So besides that, we need some better reviews on our iTunes. It's clear that uh, I need to work on my voice, Gordon. So wait. So wait. I got to clear this up. Mike is not your dad? Oh, no. Oh, maybe God. Oh, my God. Mike Eckert <laughs> is the name of my father. That is true. But this Mike Eckert, I was wondering how the fuck Mike Eckert was on YouTube at this time of night. Because Mike Eckert is old. And uh, But I assumed, hey. But then again, your dad. that's hilarious uh why would mike eckert be watching this my dad but mike eckert dfs on twitter i believe i even follow you i'm not sure but i think i do and now that you say that that's funny uh sorry uh i thought you were my dad but you're not so uh maybe you should win a t-shirt too hell yeah why not right give him a shirt all
1: right mike just for that because that was my favorite comment of the night i'm not your dad (laughs) (laughs) what's Uh. funny is though you have a great last name sir You do have a great last name and friend of the show. Thanks, Mike. Send me a DM. Oh, we didn't didn't talk
0: about Louis Ustasen, and David wants to know about that. Should we talk about Uh, Louis?
1: Nope, not betting him. No, just don't bet Louis. Yeah, a couple of shares of
0: DFS possibly because of his ownership, depending on that. Now, again, I will talk every Wednesday morning about ownership presented by fansharesports.com. And if you want more than just your regular stuff, Sign up for that site using the promo code fantasy golf pod for 20% off. So there you go. You can get that. All right, guys. Oh my God. This has been a fun time. We'll see you next week.
1: No weeks off, baby. We'll see you next week. Enjoy Kiowa Island. Let's get a winner. Cheers. Jordan Cedar, Rory McElroy. Peace out.